2: Hello and welcome to Pro Wrestling Index. In this one, we're going to be covering some news and pretend that I've watched Raw and because I have not, but I need to host. Um, and I will let people who've actually watched it, or some of it, <laughs> uh, talk about it. But I'm here to ask questions, people, uh, and react to some stuff that I've just been told that's happened on TV, It sounds al- almost good. Uh, but I'll introduce my guest and then we'll get into the show. Uh, Tadiwa, how are you doing? Hey guy. Oh, you've you've actually watched the most of TV. How, how has it been post mania?
1: Yeah, it's been quite interesting, um, especially without the fans during the Rona era. Um, I think quite a lot of the wrestlers have struggled with it. Then they're, they're not used to being, you know, in empty arenas. Maybe in arenas with lots of not lots of people in it. But then in those situations, they weren't being trained or forced to look at the hard cameras in this situation, there's no one to feed off and you have to remember where all the cameras are so that you can kind of engage with the audience. But um, yeah, and then I think also creative has not been good, which hasn't helped the situation. So it's just compiling on what is a show that seems to be struggling at the moment.
2: Mm, I was gonna say and by interesting do you actually mean shite, but uh, you seem <laughs> you seem to an- you seem to answer that much more politely. <laughs> um Alex, uh you seem to kind of be in between me and today, which sounds weird, but let's roll with it. Um you kind of caught up with NXT and stuff like that, but have you have you been watching the main shows? Or have you done what I've done and just went, well, WrestleMania was kind of the full stop and I don't care till there's people back.
3: Uh, idealistically i've been very much your side of things i don't really care um but i dvr them every week so i've got them on my foxtel box and i usually like on a normal week i'd go monday watch raw maybe the day after maybe the night after whatever nxt usually the night of and smackdown because it's on saturday morning my time i usually if i can be bothered i'll watch it the last sort of six months very much have not been able to be bothered because it's crap. Uh and sort of watch it later on. Whereas now I've sort of gone I'm going two week chunk by two week chunk. So today I caught up on like the last two weeks of Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown all in one sort of afternoon. Uh which is good because I could fast forward through a lot of it. And I just generally, I generally deem how well WWE doing creatively by how much I have to fast forward through. And I've had to fast forward through a lot of the last few weeks, just because it, it's not even that it's no, like the creative is bad, but I mean, the creative is worse than NXT and AEW. Fair enough. But even I, I even tried watching AEW a couple of weeks ago. And then I I tried watching it again today because I was in a wrestling mood. It's just difficult to watch wrestling when there is so little, seemingly so little stakes and basically WWE's main shows have been completely uh, centered around the money in the bank match other than the two main title matches and sort of Otis and Mandy, but that's bled into money in the bank now. Um, It's, it's difficult to care about storylines when they're not really offering you many stories it, it all seems to be centered around Money in the Bank, whereas usually Money in the Bank is a big four pay-per-view now, or big five, depending on your perspective. It, it is huge now. And I know I'm so used to – WrestleMania, they they were able to still captivate you with, look at this feud, and this feud, and this feud, and this feud. Um, and I think that helped, whereas now there's a lot of apathy, I think, in terms of the, the fan base, in terms of creative, in terms of scrambling to get – people and yeah the wrestling itself is not great some matches you'd be like oh i'm gonna watch this this looks great but um the, the lack of fans really hamper that um ray versus murphy was a was a great match um yeah i mean there's been a few in nxt but they have not been great the nxt has been more about the character work really and AEW, aside from that absolute monstrosity that was cody versus darby yeah. allen it was terrible. Um, as it's sort of been similar to NXT, which is which is sort of good, but you're mostly focusing on the character work rather than the actual match quality. And I think that WWE is suffering, suffering from not really having much character work, I guess, would be the way I sum, summate it.
2: Hmm, yeah, it's uh, it, it's certainly been strained. I mean, I've seen the odd highlights. I mean, we were just talking before as well, like, given the new day, the titles, the the SmackDown after uh, when we just when we praised the um, the ladder match or out WrestleMania and just kind of screw it off and as we imagined, because Miz was ill <laughs> he got punished because he was ill probably um, but it just seems so strange and we'll, we'll probably be doing a Money in the Bank preview next week uh, but this one as I said is mainly going to be about news. Um, so like, like, let's just get in the way. I mean, <clears throat> this is going to be very varied. There is going to be stuff about wrestlers, stuff about the WWE financials and all that jazz. But the first news story, and thank you today for the prep, doing my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, WWE and top company officials have been hit with multiple class, multiple class action lawsuits on behalf of shareholders, plus rumored scale of the company to ESPN. Um, so today, what? uh let, let's let's talk about the status of WWE and and the lawsuits and stuff like that. I mean, what 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 do you make of the the rumored takeover and stuff because I mean it, it, WWE we, we, we didn't get a pod to talk about all the the sackings and stuff like that but financials um with the XFL failure and stuff like that again WWE doesn't seem to be in the strongest position financially albeit sacking all those people is a Goldberg appearance anyway, but uh, it's been a strange couple of weeks, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think it's just been compounded with the XFL um, the bankruptcy and filing Chapter 11 on all that. Um, it's a culmination of a lot of things, a lot of small things that have been happening that we've all, I think, heard about, spoken about, complained about uh, for well over a year now in WWE whether it's the whole fact of just being in an in an agreement with the Saudi government having to have the Saudi shows um, the commotion that happened there when some of the wrestlers were held up in in, in a plane and you know the, the the official word was that it was a, a mechanical issue with the plane that they were trying to sort out the unofficial <laughs> um point of view uh, you know is that WWE had cut off the feed for um the saudi arabia uh, for saudi arabia during the show because they hadn't been paid yet so you know stuff like that has has gone on and then you look at also just some of the decisions they've made in terms of getting a a deal for you know um the middle east um and africa it seems like the fact that that's taken so long to to come about has has been a real real issue for a lot of the 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 shareholders i think this has been going on for over a year now where wwe had been you know tarting that they were trying to negotiate a deal for um, the mena region and and trying to secure what would be a lucrative tv deal and that's just dragged on and dragged on and then talks have been you know postponed and then cancelled and then brought back and so it's just a whole lot of things not only on the on the screen that we're watching in terms of creative not being very good, but from a business side of things, it looks like there's a lot of worrying things that are that are going on in the company that shareholders are starting to to pick up on, and whether or not these things do reach a critical stage will be interesting to see. Uh, you can just imagine the depositions that would come out of that. And the discovery um, and some of the, you know, if let's, you know, just imagine Vince McMahon has to get on a stand. <laughs> um, You can just imagine what he would be hounded on. So I think maybe from that perspective, considering all that's going on at the moment in terms of all these lawsuits, there are quite a few of them. I just don't see WWE getting sold right at this moment, purely because I don't know if, you know, someone that's going to be buying it. It's rumored, you know, Disney are quite keen on it and I think they own ESPN so I I don't know if they would be keen to come in with all of this sort of stink at the moment I don't know if you want to be associated with that or maybe wait until this plays out and you could probably buy WWE a lot cheaper Um, and then in terms of WWE themselves selling um, from Vince's perspective I would imagine he'd want the share price to go up a bit more I think it's it's been hovering in and around the 40s over the last week um, and we know it reached the heights of of a hundred dollars a share. Uh, I don't know if it's going to get to that high, but maybe around sixty, seventy, maybe would be a time he'd be looking to sell. So I I don't know. It it seems like a lot of headaches for <laughs> Vince McMahon at the moment, and and when you look at then what's happening in the ring, creative wise, he's got so much on his plate out of the ring that I think it's bleeding into his in ring, uh, in terms of decision making and stuff.
2: Yeah, it it it's certainly interesting. I mean, there's been there's there's always rumors about WWE being sold and stuff like that. But um, Alex, what what do you make about the Disney via ESPN links? Because I mean, I'm I'm sure Paul Heyman once said ES- ECW was linked with Disney. I'm pretty sure he said that once, which sounds very strange considering what ECW was. But if if that's true, I mean, Disney might have a long term interesting getting into the wrestling business and now that now that disney pretty much just acquires everything entertainment wise from marvel they just bought fox and stuff like that i mean is is wwe another one for the fanos glove
3: maybe uh it's important to say that disney don't own the fox that have a tv deal yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. wwe that's a separate entity um that's murdoch murdoch's fox Oh wait, no, sorry, the other way around. Yeah. Um the important thing in any sale, I think, will be the share price. Like Taddy said, I think there's almost no chance of a sale happening this year because uh Vince, if you believe dirt sheets, and obviously this even this rumor is filled with a lot more complexity than at first glance, but uh, he's had offers in the past. I'd imagine Disney probably would be, would have been one of them because their sort of uh, monopolisation of the entertainment industry is has been prevalent for a while. And that's not mon- mon- monopolisation in a bad mm. way at all because still D- Disney plus needs content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's the Disneyfication, which I mean, some people do see is a bad thing, but certainly in terms of not homogenising everything together, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so the, the whole idea that Disney would Disney-fy WWE is probably nonsense. I think they just hire the right people to run it mm. the same way they did well, Marvel. The same well, way it, they've done. It can well, go. It can not, go
2: two ways. It can go Star Wars, aye shit, or it can go yes. Marvel, which is great.
3: Yeah. But that's part. the difference between Ke- like Kevin Feige and Kathleen Kennedy, right? You, you the mm. difference between who you hire to put in place. Disney would do the You're same nothing-
1: thing. Do you not think they'll do something that uh, the UFC did where Dana White remained the president after selling um, s- selling the company? Couldn't yes, Vince or Triple H H- I, I could see White them has. with Triple
3: H. I would see Triple H, yeah. I don't think they'd institute Vince. I think whoever buys it would be savvy enough to, under- to understand that, yes, Vince is a genius, but he was at the helm when this whole incredible dip has taken place and Hunter has got something that Vince doesn't, which is credit in the bank. I mean, Vince will always have credit in the bank because I guarantee the day he retires, we will be doing a podcast being like, yeah, he was terrible, but Jesus Christ, this wouldn't have happened without him. That being said, if there is any impending takeover, it, yeah, and it's not going to happen this year, but if there is an impending takeover slash buyout, I wouldn't... Uh, I would, I would bet a lot of money that Triple H would be the figurehead of whatever new... Revolution, revolutionary idea is coming. Uh, but again, it, there's just so much complexity in terms of WWE being a publicly traded company that mm, I'm always skeptical about buyout um, deals. The one thing I am sort of understandable of slash almost think it's, it's guaranteed is that some of these shareholders are going to sue WWE. Uh, maybe not even for legitimate things, but I think these shareholders will have seen what the COVID era has done to WWE, its shares, its stocks, its attendances, its money making, and seen how seen the writing on the wall with the amount of people being released, and they'll want some sort of recomp- recompense for sort of the circumstances. The other interesting thing, I think that we, um, I don't think it was in the run sheet, but it's only really happening over the last sort of few hours slash 12, 24 hours is a fair few people being furloughed. So um, IRS has been furloughed. I just saw on Twitter, uh, the producers, there are a few producers who we thought might've been furloughed when, but they were like, the, the dirt sheets came out and said, oh, he's left. He's gone from WWE. And then someone else came out and said, oh, hang on. But he's still on this employee's page and so the idea was yeah they've been furloughed um so now i think we're going to see a bit more clarity with regards to the writers the producers the backstage people who may have been furloughed rather than let go and again this all points to wwe hemorrhaging money at the moment
2: yeah yeah absolutely i mean it would be for me i mean it would be interesting if if disney did get the hands on on wwe if it went the Mar, if it went the Marvel route of being good, I think it'd be excellent. But can it get? I mean, would it just go straight back to the eighties if it went like proper Disneyfied? Would it just be Hulk Hogan, or the new Hulk Hogan, just absolutely chatting shit about vitamins and fucking vegetables and bullshit? It'd be, uh, well, that's
3: the thing. It's so like it surely can't because if there's one one way to drive WWE further into the ground, it would be to Disneyfy it. That's sort of the complete opposite of what the normal fan wants.
2: Mm. Very true, very true. It would be interesting if, if I mean, Disney Disney will not stop to lay on everything. <laughs> like Warner Brothers is next after WWE, isn't it? Let's be honest.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing, right? We all we say like our. Oh, Homogenization, Disneyfication—that sucks. Monop- that's a total monopoly. But at the same time, anyone who's watched Warner Brothers films in the last five years is like, "Yes, please buy it. Stick someone who's in- who's good at making movies in charge of it, and actually give us something that like give just, us good content." Just so get Batman. I doubt they'll. <laughs> hey, just get Batman, please. <laughs> just give us a good Batman film for the right. love of God. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I mean, it's like, how much resistance could you put up to a WWE sale on? moral grounds if they come in and suddenly the storytelling is long-term like NXT and the presentation is crisp and they actually reference their history and like wrestling fans will always go along with what, with who gives them what they want. Um, which is why I think you said what you said before was very true, and the whole idea that you can't criticize AEW because they're seen as giving us what we want. So, the whole idea of any takeover or any lawsuit, it's like, yes, please, we want to rage against the, the machine. We want to, you know, turn out against the people who aren't listening to us. Well, how often, how long is it going to take before we start to sort of see the results of that? And WWE is starting to say, okay. We have to we have to arrest this slide post COVID. We have to get good the fans on side because we need to build up our our ratings and whatever. So I, I don't know. I have a just this, this idea in my head that might be fanciful, but with all the lawsuits and all the ratings and everything, I just have a a distinct impression that Vince is going to see even more control once we're all out of this and sort of say okay, fix it.
2: So we know when Roman's beating the fiend for the title. Oh <laughs> mm. uh, dear. Um, <clears throat> so kind of leading on to kind of similar-ish news. A class action lawsuit accusing the company of making materially false and or misleading statements and are failing to disclose that they perpetrated a fraudulent scheme. Um, so today, do you want to uh, explain this a bit more than, than what I can?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's basically in terms of the you know the the main board guys and and the executives in WWE. Um, they've got a duty to the shareholders to steer the company in in a way that is, you know, taking into account uh, shareholders, taking into account employees, taking into account other you know third parties that that have an vested interest in the company and effectively what the law- lawsuit is is speaking to and and you know the interesting thing is there are quite a few uh, lawsuits that were filed all at the same time or or around the similar time you know it it's just alleging that the executives aren't handling the business side of things in the most responsible way and and the shareholders are worried about it and and we've spoken about a few of the complaints with regards to for example the you know, just being involved in 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 the Saudi uh, government breakdown of negotiations, the fact about the broadcasting deal, which has taken quite a while. Um, there's also been issues with regards to when some of the executives have sold some of their shares in the company. Um, and, you know, there, there are allegations in some of these actions with regards to, you know, they, they've sold them and and basically at inflated prices, they've allowed the prices to go up. And then sell them and then the prices, you know, the the value of those stock then get reduced by quite a bit, which are quite serious allegations um, when you think about it. And and then also just the overall over the past year, how much the stock has gone down. As we said, it reached over $100 per share. It, it went down as low as, if I'm not mistaken, around the 20s, uh, 20s or 30s so that that's quite a drop in over a, a year period um so yeah there, there's quite a lot to answer for and then obviously um, i haven't seen one where it mentions the XFL but the fact that um i would need to read through the the actual uh, documents and the filings but in terms of WWE's involvement in XFL Vince has said on on some of the sh- um the shareholder call calls that they hold every quarter um he's mentioned the fact that wwe isn't you know involved with xfl it's a separate entity and then as a result of xfl filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy uh turns out that xfl basically wwe has some involvement in xfl but the way that they've they've gone at the deal is that wwe sold um the rights to the previous XFL so that this current version of XFL could use the naming rights and the facilities and all of the stuff that had already been set up. And that was, you know, the, the shares in XFL were payment for that. So so there are clever ways of doing it and and whether or not this was just and an in a right way, I'm, I'm sure a court of law would be coming up to it. And then on a personal level, I know Vince is being um, sued by the former commissioner of the XFL because effectively, he, he was guaranteed, I think, around $20 million over the course of five years of his contract. And just before the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, he got fired, which would then um, cancel any payments that were due to him um, as a result of that contract. So I know, I know he was quite upset about that. And he's pursuing legal action against Vince himself. So yeah, there's just a whole bunch of things that they're having to deal with from that end. So I'm sure their lawyers are going to be quite busy.
2: Oh, they're never one for a quiet period, other, never one for controversy, other WWE. Um, but yeah, thank thank you for that today for the detail. Uh, so now we're on to our next version. Might have to put some theme music in here for Corona news. Um, so. America's handling coronavirus well.
0: <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> uh day we've had a a person dressed up as a grim reaper uh yesterday on the news. He
3: uh, was a lawyer as well wasn't he? Yep. It?
2: Yep. God he's going to be president someday. <laughs> uh Jesus Christ. Um but uh, Alex <clears throat> the continued I mean what what, what do we probably discussed this in previous pods but as as the corona situation or pandemic develops, is it still just baffling that these shows are going ahead? Because, I mean, America's handled... I say America. Trump's handled this so badly, like, pretty much just pretty much ignoring it um, and not believing in it and handing it... what is he handed over power to the governors and stuff like that? And we've seen Florida and uh, open up beaches and stuff like that. But it, the fact that WWE they're going through all this trouble to make a pretty shit product as we did. We talked about at the start. I mean, what, what do you make of it? Cause there's some talent. We, we talk about Sami Zane, but some talent not wanting to perform cause it's, it's not safe. Let's be honest. But what, 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 what do you make of this situation now? A few weeks on?
3: Yeah. I, I just, I'd assume there's a fair few talents who just refuse to um, take part for fear of their own, obviously safety. Uh, On one hand, I understand that they're taking every precaution in the book. And it seems the more that Trump says, no, we're fine. We can be a bit more lax. We can be a bit more safe. The more WWE seems to ramp up its security measures. Uh, So this week's tapings, the people, uh, the people, the wrestlers had to wait outside, uh, get ready outside, um, outside the building. They were fully socially distanced, obviously, until they get in the ring. And then after every match, the mat was replaced and the, the ropes were completely antiseptically rubbed down. So they seem to be more and more wary of it, which is interesting uh, because on the flip side, and my personal belief is these shows shouldn't really be going on. I understand the need for entertainment. I appreciate what they're doing. Um... And I also understand that it's not genuinely WWE or AEW's choice. It's that both companies have signed relatively recent TV deals, significant TV deals that would probably be compromised if they went off the air. And that is something they can't afford right now and they've already had to cull this roster. And on one hand, you, you really feel sorry for all these people who've been left without a job. But on the other hand, you're like, well... I understand why they had to do it, because there'd probably be more, be more cullings if they weren't still getting the TV money. Um, and these are sort of, the, with the biggest respect in the world, these are the cullings that you would have expected if you had to say, I mean, we had a conversation about it a month ago when we were talking a WrestleMania podcast, like if WWE have to um, release people, if there needs to be a purge of the roster because it's too big, who would it be? And I reckon every name we we read out then probably got released which is a shame when it hits you hard but this is the reality we're having to live in now and it sucks so if you asked me if all things were equal and all things could if they put it this way if the wa was in a country where their workers could get complete pay and they wouldn't have to be worried about that and it wasn't so uh late stage capitalist that like they they're not living in a society where they literally have to put their day workers at risk. Otherwise they might go and solve and then they would do it. Mm. The fact that they're an American company in the United States of America means that they're still open. And at some point I think we have to say that there's not much they can do at the end of the day uh, if they want to still operate as the company.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that's not me well we could make it political and probably should but not not in this setting um but today i mean obviously feel free to touch on um the modern news but we never did get a chance to talk about the releases we did as alex said we did touch on it on the uh post wrestlemania pod is, is is there any surprising names there because i thought there was a few at least but uh yeah, I think mean, Rowan uh, and the Good Brothers, probably the standouts. I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago, so I'm probably forgetting some people. And Curtis Axel just got released yesterday, was it, or a couple of days ago? So well, what did you make of the uh, people being released?
1: Yeah, I think in terms of my biggest surprise one, um, maybe not a surprise, but someone that I thought they'll just hold on to because he has quite va- quite good value was Rusev. Um, oh, yeah, I, of course. Yeah, I, I thought he was someone that can definitely go and make an impact uh, anywhere he he wants to, really. Um, I don't think he would go to Japan, considering, you know, uh, Lana is uh, in WWE, but maybe AEW would be looking at, at someone like him. Um, mm-hmm. I think he would do really well there. Um, as you said, Gallows and Anderson, they're another one where the world's their oyster. Um, I know they've started their podcast again, which was hilarious. And even I think it was Gallows. He's filed a trademark, basically, for his, um, well, a a, a likening name to his uh, Tex Ferguson uh, character from uh, the those WWE shows that they did. Um, so Southport, Southport regional, I, yeah, Southport regional wrestling. <laughs> which which was really really funny so it, I, it would be interesting to see. to see what characters they come out with after leaving WWE because they can be a comedic act they can be serious and you know go back to Japan and and try and reclaim the bullet club they've got so many things that they could do but i wouldn't mind just just a a comedy run by them for for a year or two and then and then they can always get serious again um in terms of the emotional ones, obviously uh, um, Drake Maverick with his uh, video that he posted afterwards, I mm. think that's benefited him in terms of he's now you know got a prominent role in the Cruiserweight um, Championship tournament that they're hosting. I think he was already in the tournament, but I think now there's more shine on him uh, whether or not he goes on and wins it, and they use this firing sort of as like some kind of storyline that could be quite interesting um but yeah it's just a shame to see people losing their jobs um a lot of them who i think were comfortable in wwe and weren't necessarily rocking the boat you look at the kurt um um, kurt hawkins you look at um zach riders who were you know company guys that had been there for a long time never really complained um tried to get over when they could and just carried on with their heads down. um you really feel for those guys and and hopefully they all find find their their, their landing spots really, really quickly. I know it's quite uncertain at the moment with no wrestling um, in terms of live events and live shows so that 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 could be problematic. but yeah it, it's not a fun thing to cover but you just hope that they they come out at the end of it um in a good light i, I don't know if wwe were going to come out in a good light from it um the only surprising thing i've seen um is there wasn't as much talk about maybe getting some sort of wrestlers union i thought if there's ever going to be a chance to do it this would have been it
2: yeah it's uh it, it's strange about the the union uh it's been long talked about i think it was one of the things that AEW, when that first started, that they were going to uh, blaze the trail for it, wasn't it? Uh, but it seems to have gone quiet, unless I've I missed some news on it, but uh, you'd probably think it'd be the perfect um, circumstances, that's probably the right word for it, in now with sackings, I'm sure um, maybe AEW, uh, TNA, etc., may, maybe they've considered sackings, or but uh, yeah, the the way that WWE just kind of one day just went off. Here's a list of however many people, including referees, writers, and stuff like that. It's it's just very strange that yeah. it seems to be.
3: It just seems but, to be lost, really. It's also and and like at the same, they I don't think they necessarily needed to call as many people as they did. I think that was a bit excessive because I mean they could have had their executive give up more of their money. But at the same time, there is a, a fallacy being peddled by certain people that are flush with cash because they made a, a fair chunk of profit last year. And as of right now, that's not necessarily true. I think the... <clears throat> excuse me. I think the overheads... There's a really good guy on Twitter who deals with wrestling finances. And he suggested that in terms of their actual sort of gross what they had on hand to support themselves in this COVID era it was somewhere around 90 million which if you take into account the TV deals is substantially less than a lot of people think and that 90 million is going to go if if they had to cut wrestling off now and stop for two months the hit that they would have taken would have been around 100 million um, in terms of lost advertising lost tv lost everything so not defending it at all because it, it was terrible and it, it was an egregious sort of act of uh letting people go when they could have managed it better but at the same time again this this sort of COVID era is forcing them to do things is forcing their hand where perhaps they would have made different choices but at the same time yeah i i still don't think it was uh, the move that they should have taken, I think they could well have sliced much more money from the higher-ups and, and kept a lot of the people either on mm. retainer with the government's game or, or or more. Yeah,
2: it's just strange. I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, some of the talent, what would you say, filler talent, if you're going to be blunt about it? I'm mean, thinking Heath Slater, Curtis Axel. I think they were just there. As a body, really, I, I don't think WWE are going to be worried about them going to AEW or, or TNA or Japan to, and make a huge impact on the business. But um, what is it the saving? Was it four million per month or something like that? Is it on, on, on the on the releases? I think it was.
3: Um, yeah, I, I think it was somewhere around four to five million a month they're saving. Uh, which again, if this goes on for another three, well, I mean, it would have already saved them sort of this month but if this goes on for another two three months you're getting you're getting onto 15 million being cut it's still not that much Mm. in the grand scheme of things the other thing is and again it's a cold thing to say but did they need this to be able to not have such a bloated roster and I mean this with the proviso that we're expecting wrestling to be one of the things that can get back to full strength because you know once once sport gets back obviously things will be hit but once wrestling gets back it's this is going to be the same thing not much in wrestling changes there's no transfer market or anything so if independent wrestling comes back you've got to think that these i don't know these circumstances will eventually benefit them to be able someone like zach Ryder can say on the indies come support me i'm on i mean it's expecting people will actually go back to wrestling uh to spend money they might not have money either but yeah it's not (laughs) it's hard to say this without being callous but it could work out in WWE's favor because we've been saying for so long that they've had a bloated roster and they needed to cut talent and they needed to stop stockpiling and just absorbing talent from the independents while they've still got a hemorrhage at the top um, and this sort of glut of superstars that got released may well, you know, facilitate that and maybe it will help creative, but it still sucks. I don't know, Taddy, do you, do you agree? Do you think that's at all reasonable?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they definitely had a bloated roster and, you know, not just them, but with AEW coming in, a lot of the independent talent got picked up so, you know, it was kind of the question of would, would the independent scene struggle um, or would, you know, new people be coming out and, and, and taking on those roles? Maybe this is an opportunity for some of these guys where if they were fired in any other time, um, the independent seat might have been quite um, already oversaturated, but now they might have an opportunity to to, to come in and and make some decent money um yeah i think the the only thing that i I would be careful about is the fact that you know it's very easy to say oh they went wwe aw will pick them up or tna will pick them up Mm. unfortunately not everyone's going to get picked up that that's the reality of the situation
3: they um, might get and- rusev maybe he might go to njpw i mean gallows and anderson will certainly go to njpw but other than that i can't see aw signing anyone huge the and they've just spent money on brodie lee and uh obviously dean ambrose on a big contract uh, sorry whatever dean ambrose is called now he's on a big contract <laughs> um, john moxley, um, john moxley. <laughs> uh and wait who's the other one they just poached oh the Revival. Obviously, uh, they're going to be on big contracts. So you'd say that in a good time, poaching three big acts, maybe four, if you if they do get Rusev, would be sort of impressive. Post COVID, I'd, I'd suggest that that's going to be almost impossible.
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to shit on them or out, but like, why would AEW need need a Heath Slater or a, a Zack Ryder? I mean, Zack Zack Ryder. I mean, it, it's so unfortunate what. I say unfortunate. It was deliberately breaking him down. But when he was at the peak of his powers, put uh, in in his popularity, he he got he had the world at his feet. But now, after years of pretty much being buried, he, what what did what, what could you do with him? Like I know he was like a trendsetter with the whole uh, social media and an internet champion and stuff. He can't really redo that because the development of social media. So. There's not really much you can do, so ho- hopefully they get a job somewhere, whether it's TNA, I mean, what is it, NWA and stuff like that. Hopefully be uh, opportunities for them, but I can't say AW grabbing all of them. Um, but yeah, um, Sami um today were not not uh, working in the corona either. I mean, it, it's fair, it's probably the right thing to do, but... Having your Intercontinental Champion not on TV, Andrade wasn't on TV for ages. It, it, it's, it's very strange. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: It is and, and I think it it's gonna be interesting to see if there is any fallout as a result of that. Um, WWE have come out and in the public eye they have stated that anyone that doesn't feel comfortable um, you know, coming in and working, they're free to stay at home and stay safe and all of that stuff. But you always worry with, with the mentality that's always been at WWE of even if you you know, if you're feeling sick, you have to come in. You have to, you know, even if, you know, even if you're injured, people have been known to, to work while still injured, just for the fear, of, you know, coming across as weak or just losing your spot because they've got so many people there. So, you look at the guys like Sami Zayn who are choosing to not come in purely because of the, you know, concerns with coronavirus. Is maybe like an Apollo Cruz who's been coming in week and week out now going to get be seen in a higher light over him mm. i think that's a possibility um and and those guys might be rewarded you know either sooner or later but at some point you can see it happening um yeah it will just be interesting to see the ramifications of all this uh more so than anyone else roman reigns who's probably the biggest person mm. currently not working understandably um as a result of this situation
2: yeah i mean Alex, what do you mean i mean roman reigns is one thing but Roman Reigns was meant to main event WrestleMania, right? You can't really bury him that much. But with Sami Zayn, who's someone who's been pretty much destroyed most of his main roster career, I imagine he'll be losing the Intercontinental title pretty soon, as soon as he's ready to come back. Or if not, they will strip it off him.
3: Well, well, maybe. There's definitely that culture in there. But I get the sense that WWE are going to go on a very, very big charm offensive once all this is done uh and look in their mind that's probably going to involve putting the belt on roman which you know what will cop uh but as of right now their charm offensive must certainly be forgiveness with the whole uh, report that came out a few weeks ago which was then scrutinized and pretty much confirmed to not be true, of WWE forcing people to come to work in the COVID era. Look, the report was probably based on the facts that Taddy just said, which were that in the past, there has been an atmosphere where people have been forced to come into work despite being injured because they don't want to lose their spot.
2: This is the same company that brought people to work in COVID-19 then sucked them the day after.
3: Yeah. So we can't, like, we cannot think of them as... In any way compassionate whatsoever, or forgiving, or understanding, but in this post-COVID era, there is absolutely going to be a necessary charm offensive. Uh, so, if that if they're even perceived to be treating, you know, Sami Zayn, maybe Kevin Owens, depending on where he is, someone like you know, Andrade, who took uh, he was either injured or he took time off because of COVID, Roman, obviously. If they are even seen to be treating them negatively, then they're going to come in for a lot of heat, uh, which I I don't I don't think would be a wise move. I mean, then maybe they'll do it anyway, but I think they're aware of it. The other thing is we've seen more resistance to Vince's strong arm techniques in the last few years uh, than sort of ever before because uh, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all didn't go to Saudi on ideological uh, grounds. And we've seen a lot of people come out and say, no, I'm not comfortable mm. with wrestling. in well, to be COVID, fair, so Saudi, Saudi didn't want something. <laughs> that's all. That's also true. Uh, Saudi wanted Yokozuna. And it's very true. We're still true. working on a way of getting them. Yokozuna. C- CGI next time. <laughs> yep. <Put laughs> Disney big show can help with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put Big Show in a wig and then Disney can oh, add some CGI software. Uh, in terms of um, that charm offensive, I also think we're going to see... It's one of the reasons I think putting the belt back on The Fiend is probably going to happen. Uh, I think we're going to see more NXT people because that was what Vince tried to do just in the Rumble uh, when he noticed... When, when ratings were getting very bad, sort of that uh, September through December period. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is even Meltzer put out a tweet today or yesterday essentially saying stop judging the ratings stop looking at the ratings i think someone tweeted uh look at what charlotte did to nxt the ratings are down and uh meltzer said stop being an idiot that's like saying look what Brody lee did to the A- aw ratings or look what Anyone did. to It's, all, it's awkward ratings.
2: that our next story is the ratings, Alex. So well, thanks, so thanks for that.
3: <laughs> but that's what I'm serious <laughs> about. Yeah. Yes, the, uh, whenever we have any chatter about ratings, I mean, from now on, there is going to be a pre-COVID and post-COVID uh, idea. But I think the biggest story in terms of, well, not the biggest story, the bigger motivator is going to be getting ratings back up to pre even pre mid 2019 levels, when they weren't at two and a half, three million every sort of three weeks, and there was another story of, oh, uh, they're going down again. They're going down again. Oh, we've got Stone Cold on this episode. Now they're going down again. Oh, we've got Brock on this episode. And they're going down again. You know, I think they're like, before, even before COVID, WWE had issues they needed to arrest. So it would not surprise me if there's a charm offensive coming.
2: Well, let's move on to the the <laughs> uh, Thanks, thanks again, Alex. Uh, I, I'll just i will give the—I'll give the, the numbers then we can talk about them. So, Raw's closing segment did one point five three nine mil, uh, which is the least viewed segment in the history of Raw, according to Showbiz uh, Showbiz Daily. Raw averaged one point eight one seven million viewers. That was down from last week's 1.842 million, which was an all-time low for the non-holiday show. I mean, to today you just heard what um, Alex said about pretty much, not ignore the ratings, but you can't really take anything from them in in, in the circumstances. But as, as Alex also said, it, it's been a trend for a while that the ratings were coming down, but now that there's no stakes or no interest post-wrestlemania it seems to be just still coming down further
1: yeah i think look obviously it's going to be something that's looked at with with an asterisk uh in terms of how low the ratings are and i know asterisk is a touchy subject at the moment if you're hey. sports fans in general <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of uh, whether or not titles and stuff are going to be won but i think from a WWE perspective my only concern with regards to the ratings would be the fact that you know almost 90% of the country if we if we're looking at the ratings based on 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 the US TV market 90% of the of the country is sat at home and your ratings are still going down mm. so are you telling me you know you can't even grab you know another 100,000 people or something at least it it's just baffles me at um, how many people are just not watching. So not only are you able to, I think there are over 328 million people in the United States. If not, you know, if if the vast majority of them are at home and they've got nothing to watch really, I suppose it's, it's, I mean, n- nothing to do other than watch, you know, your Netflixes and stuff like that. Other shows have shown increases and have shown um popularity you've seen the likes of the tiger kings and stuff that have gotten popu- um, mm. quite popular i would have imagined being the only sport or you know sports like mm. program i on imagine the, NF-
2: that, the nfl drafted big numbers you'd imagine as well
1: yeah so you know um there's definitely uh, uh, quite a large amount of people that you'd be wanting to rope in um, but the fact that they they're not doing it, I think, would be a a concern for me. Um, and then it it just goes into the creative that we were speaking about. The creative just hasn't been exciting enough. Um, you know, you've spoken about not being able to watch, and and Alex not being able to be drawn in and stuff like that. So it's it it at least keep the fans that you had. But they're not even able to do that at the moment, which I think would be a concern. But as we said, um, there's bigger things um, afoot at the moment. So maybe that's what's just occupying people's minds.
2: Um, after a quick Google, the NFL drafted 15.6 million people, <laughs> which uh, is probably not wow. good. That's not good for WWE. <laughs> I know the NFL's like a much bigger thing in America than WWE, you'd probably presume. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the draft—it's not exactly a game as well, but I think what just uh, I I think that's pretty much the average of a watching of a match as well. Um, so that—that's uh, that's interesting. Um, you like NFL, don't you? Today, what, what was like a what was yeah. it a virtual draft or was it just like yeah, filmed in people's homes and drop. stuff?
1: Exactly. So they had camera crews and stuff in people's homes. The coaches were drafting from their own like homes or sort of, I suppose the, the Dallas Cowboys owner drafted in, um, from his yacht. Uh, so yeah, you, you had <laughs> stuff like that. And then it was just kind of, um, the, the commercial was then just, um, facilitating everything from his own home. So it, it was very virtual, like virtual. It didn't have the whole, um, performance that it usually does have especially considering that this year was going to be in las vegas they were going to go big um so i think just the fact you know uh, listening and to to the people that did watch it a lot of the reasons was we're just dying for anything you know we're just dying mm-hmm. for some semblance of the nfl that's why they were watching which is what is, is concerning for wwe in the sense that people are clearly dying for sports and and um and 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 i think the more that it's not there the more people are are craving it and i just think it's a missed opportunity to grab not only to keep your fans but maybe to grab some of the fans that had left a while ago and be like oh yeah yeah i used to watch the show and then if you have something really exciting and interesting going on you could probably grab a few of them it it doesn't have to be you know huge numbers but just at least maintain the numbers that you have
2: yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, the comparison to the draft probably a bit daft, but yeah, the fact that there's nothing else on. But as we as we said at the start, I mean, America's poor handling. How
3: many people actually are at home? <laughs> um, uh, but that well, be, that's the thing, and that's hmm. what there was people saying yesterday, which was people are at home, but I don't think, and this is entirely a theory. I think not having a crowd there. Almost ruins wrestling as a whole because mm. you tune in and like, guy, you'll you'll know. Me and Taddy usually watch it more religiously than than a lot of the guys in our mm-hmm. um in our group chat. And and you're sort of there, depending on what storylines pull you in. But if we post a link to a match that's hot, it's usually always enhanced by the crowd being just going fire. Oh, absolutely, we mentioned a with Brock Drew, moment. didn't we? Absolutely, and if if Mandy and Otis got that crowd, then the last few weeks would just be stock full of every time Mandy does something salacious with Otis, or every time Otis does that, Oh yeah, <laughs> you just know the crowd would be the crowd would pop, and you'd go, oh, "I'm going to link that, put it on Twitter, share it with all my mates," and then that's how people tune in. I mean, aside from. Uh, there's very few things that you've seen clipped and put on Twitter, which to me just goes to show you how mm. how almost ruined wrestling is, and even AEW they used to be because AEW is so new. They'd be I'd be seeing clips on like I could get up, get by without watching it because there'd be so many clips on Twitter of like oh look this match was awesome, Jericho yeah. just did this, he just did this. Even now there's so few, and aside from like there's no like. When I was watching today, I was like, the only reason that I would want to tune in live, the only thing compelling me and a lot of people I imagine tune in live as opposed to doing sort of anything else is NXT having Dexter Loomis, Otis and Mandy. I don't know. There's not much else. I mean, NXT has been good in terms of Johnny and Candice's heel turn, but without a crowd, yeah, I'll watch it later. Champa and the debut of Killer Cross and Scarlet. Yeah, when they debut, I will absolutely be there, but I know that's going to be next week. I don't have to watch the prelude to it. Like The stuff that makes you normally so switched on to wrestling is the stuff they can hype up but you can't hype up stuff without a crowd there to react like you're reacting. And I think that's almost ruining the product for everywhere because I mean it's the same for AEW, it's the same for NXT. It's just that WWE don't have the creative to compensate for that. Or if they mm. do, it's being spoiled.
2: Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. As we said, I've not watched any of it and I've not really seen a clip of anything. I mean, the last thing I remember was getting clipped and seeing on Twitter was the Fiend John Cena promo? That's probably the last thing. It wasn't even The Fiend, it was just Bray Wyatt when he said he was overhyped, and it was like three weeks before WrestleMania, which, what, that must be eight weeks ago, or something like that. Um, so, yeah, you, you spot on there with AEW mean the after, what is it, After Dark, the thing, the, the other show, that, that's normally all over Twitter. I can't even remember seeing that in a while, so. I think you're spot on there. Um but let's quickly do the the Wednesday night war stuff which again it's the same shit every week. Um but in the Wednesday wars AW Dynamite drew 693,000 viewers which is uh, minus 5.2% on uh last week's I presume to do. Uh going off your story.
1: This past week, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh <clears throat> on TNT <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, on TNT, uh, topping the 637,000 viewers, minus 4.2% garnered on the USA network, network by 8.8%, according to Showbuzz Daily. AEW ranked number 16 in cable, top 150 for the 1849 demo, while NXT ranked number 51. AEW ranked number 67 in total viewership, while NXT ranked number 70 in viewership. Is there anything to talk about here? This, it seems like a standard week and they're pretty close together.
1: Yeah, just the fact that they're so close together. I, I don't think it's something that they should be boasting about in terms of, oh, I Woo, beat you by, shit. you know, it's <laughs> such small numbers. Yeah, you know, just, just an, an eight 8.8% difference. I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think there's, there's much to talk about there.
3: That's the reminder, though. That's how you know the trend, because it's not like people are tuning out of one show or the other. They're tuning out altogether. Mm. Which, yeah, like you said, guy, they should be sitting at home watching. But, uh, yeah, it, I think it's just that's the thing. Without a crowd, it just changes it.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it, it these ratings are weird. Anyways, it's just Americans who watch it live, isn't it? That's how it's judged.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is why it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dodgy metric, but it's it's what a lot of uh it matters for word? TV deals, I suppose. That's probably it. Yeah, it? it's the metric that a lot of executives and shareholders and stockbrokers and Brian Alvarez uh look into <laughs> a lot. Um so that's what they'll always sort of focus on, even if it's a bit archaic. But it does give a decent indication, so
2: yeah. Yeah, so let, let's move on to next week's TV, which is all the go-home angles, and let's see if it'll actually interest me in actually watching the show <laughs> show this week. Uh, but, um, right, so AJ Styles is set to return on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he will be involved in Money in the Bank Pay For You, but that's not um, been disclosed yet or stuff like that. But is, is I'm going to guess this is the first time he'll be back since Mania, or first time he's mentioned since Mania.
1: First time back since mania.
2: Are we getting zombie AJ Styles? <laughs> I, <laughs> hope, God, they, I they hope they so. it at some point. In <laughs> they um, can't ignore it, right? True. They they can't. Maybe he has the Undertaker powers now. Uh, uh, but what, what? Where do you where do you see him on uh, in the Money in the Bank pay per view? Do you think it maybe replace Apollo Cruz or something like that? Yeah,
3: I'd, I'd love if he won it. I think that would just be amazing. Because we we, we mentioned there's too many faces, didn't we? Rise from the. Yes, exactly. And I can't really pick a winner because Alistair shouldn't win it because him walking around with a briefcase would just be a bit weird. And he can literally say, all right, fight me to whoever the number one contender is supposed to be, Mm. beat him, and say, all right, I'm the number one contender now. Baron can't win it again. He just can't. I'd kind of like Alistair to be cashed in on, if you get what I mean. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I exactly see where you're coming from. Uh, Ray can't really win it again. His body's broken. Uh Brian, can he win it again? He wants a less he wants a lesser schedule. And that leaves uh wait, who else does who else did we say? Oh Otis, who could win it? And yes, yes he can. AJ <laughs> if he's in it. So Otis is winning. Um
2: But no, that'd be interesting. I mean today, would you rather AJ in it or would you rather him just have a one off match where he seems to just put on good matches when it's a one-off thing.
1: I think if he's not winning it, I don't want him in it because he's already, you know, and, and I suppose he's someone that can take losses and, and it doesn't really matter. But I think he's he's needed if he's going to be a heel in the company. They don't have too many at the moment, uh, strong heels. So I, I would want him to have some sort of featured singles or triple threat match where he comes out looking strong. And then you can look to build him up to possibly become a a challenger to Drew McIntyre later on on the line.
2: I mean, I, I'm going to hop to it, but how, it is Drew v. Seth, isn't it? Yeah. How has that been booked? I mean, I did just to blow my own whistle, I did call that on the WrestleMania pod. Um, <laughs> but uh, how has that been booked? I mean, I think I've heard murmurings that Seth's been Delivering good promos and stuff like that? I think
1: they I think both absolutely
2: have.
3: has. Yeah, they've both been brilliant. Interesting.
2: Because that, that, that makes the, sense the, to the me.
1: The, the only irritating thing for me is chances are that, you know, as, as has become custom, that the ratings being so poor are going to be blamed on them. Um and which is not necessarily a true reflection of what they're putting out there. I think they're doing really well for for what they're being given. It's just an unfortunate timing for Drew, and I'm I'm scared he's going to be the scapegoat for for the ratings.
2: Hmm. I mean, didn't didn't Vince actually mention making new stars on the on the investor call or whatever it was? So. yeah,
1: he said that was one of the reasons for the low ratings was the fact that they've got new stars that they're trying to to build up and the fact that they've lost, you know, the Brock Lesnar's who are still under contract. So I don't know, you know, saying that you've lost them is necessarily the right way to phrase it, but I, I get what he was trying to say. Mm. Um I do think it's it's also on you to have built those stars by now. These are guys that have been with the company for a long time he's acting as though these are guys that they've just debuted unless you're saying austin theory is is the reason why the ratings are going down which would be a bit unfair but a lot of these guys the seth <laughs> rollins and everyone <laughs> yeah if you look at the likes of seth rollins um they, they've been in the company for a good while so to to be saying that the ratings are down because you're trying to make new superstars you've got enough guys that should have built enough equity that, you know, you you can play off of that. And it doesn't seem to be translating at the moment, which I think is is probably the biggest concern for them and the biggest concern for the likes of Drew McIntyre because I could see him being the scapegoat and then all of a sudden, you know, he, his title reign is cut short because they're saying he's he's the cause of the of the bad ratings mm-hmm. and, and they hotshot it onto someone else, which uh, I think he's doing a, a really good job as champion. And I think they should allow her to breathe a bit.
2: Yeah, and he was kind of, he was blossoming well in it with face when the crowd was still there. So it, it'd be good to have him at least an opportunity with move the crowd there. Um, so to go back into order, the Raw lineup uh, for Monday they should have a couple of days airtime before them, but if not, you've probably seen wrong. So it might've all changed. (laughs) Uh, Brendan Vink and Shane Fawn. I, I don't Uh
3: know. I I don't know who Brendan Vink (laughs) is. Who is that? He's, he's a bit random and they're being managed by MVP and they want to go (laughs) and fight Cedric Alexander and Ricochet who are a new team. Uh, don't know why that's happening. But poor Shane Thorne, he was, he was just murdered by Dexter Loomis and now he has to come out and on uh, Monday Night Raw and probably get murdered by a Ricochet 6.30 or something. So that's not going to be great.
2: Okay, I've never seen that Brendan Vink person in my life. <laughs> um, I thought Shane Thorn was in the uh, the Biker Gang one, I can't, the Forgotten Sons. I thought he was in there. Or oh. no. Am I thinking no. of someone else? Uh, Jackson Riker, maybe? Oh, I'm thinking of Buddy's old teammate. Yeah, well, Wesley Blake, yeah. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of, yep. Um, was Shane Thorne, he was in the Australian tag team,
3: wasn't he? Yeah, TM61. Ah, uh, yeah, that one. Then, uh, what's his name left? Because he wanted to go be with his family. Nick Miller. Right, okay. Right, confusion apart.
2: Uh, I don't know who these are, but I thought MVP would manage... The other half of this match that's getting rumoured, but Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. I mean, it seems a waste of both the talents, but at least the on-screen and potentially a tag team. I mean, I think we we know why they're put together. They're black, <laughs> underused, and jump about. Athletic, yeah. yes, athletic. athletic. <laughs> that's the word. We're athletic for. <laughs> is the the t- the word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's. Uh. I mean. It's a waste of the talents, but at the same time, it's good they're back on TV after multiple bearings, I suppose.
1: Just the fact that they're not necessarily winning all their matches, though, <laughs> which is weird for a newly formed tag team.
3: Yeah, it's very odd. Mm. It's, well, you saw It's it the usual for the... formula for one partner is about to turn on the other partner when they're sort of like setting something up. But this team's only been around for like three weeks, so it's so strange. <laughs>
2: I mean, who who have they been feuding with? Or oh, who have they been against? That's probably the more important question there. Has it been against strong teams or have they like, lost to, I don't know,
3: jobbers? They Who did they lose to? Vikings or... The Viking Raiders, yeah. Yeah, Viking Raiders they lost to. That's and then not too bad at A couple least. of jobs, I think.
2: Because Street Profits were losing to the Viking Raiders and then they won at
3: WrestleMania. So it's not yes. too bad, I suppose. Um, yeah. Street Profits have barely been on TV as well and Raw's very weird now it's very strange I mean we'll probably come to it in a second yeah. but other than the main event scene it's completely interchangeable like you could be like uh, just uh, you go out and you say something and then someone will come out and attack you it's just uh, it's very odd hmm <laughs> But now I know
2: who Brendan Vink is, or now I know what he looks like at least. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Drew McIntyre v. Murphy, which sounds potentially like a great match for a TV match.
3: Um, also, stems from a fantastic angle where, l- end of last week, uh, Taddy will have seen it, with uh, Seth hugging Murphy and then dodges out of the way at the very last second because uh, Drew's coming up, charging him from behind with a Claymore. The Claymore collects Murphy. And Drew slides out of the ring and the whole Disciple taking the fall for the Messiah thing. I love that. I love that so much. But mm. the match would be good.
2: It's good that Murphy's still there because obviously with the AOP getting injured, the, they may have just fucked off the Monday Night Messiah thing. But it's good that Murphy's still
3: in a good position. Mm. And the other thing which I-, I know Teddy will almost certainly want to talk about is Liv Morgan is uh, a nice shining light of Raw because she's excellent and her finisher is fantastic.
2: She oh, is she getting pushed? Awesome. Is she getting pushed in the title picture?
3: She uh, she's beaten Ruby right twice, so
2: I imagine so. Interesting, because Raw's women division. I mean, I know they're doing. They must be doing Shana, I suppose. Again, no, they're doing naya Oh God. Yes, exactly. Well, that's put me off watching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <We're>, we've,
2: <laughs> got N- is, uh, we've got we've got in one and Tamina in the other yep. title
3: match. Jesus Christ. Awful. The big lass is attacking over.
2: Yeah. Uh, Teddy,
3: the- do you think lives finishes the best finisher on raw at the moment, other than the Claymore? um,
1: I'm trying to think who else is. Yeah. i would probably give it yeah. to her. I think also the fact that it's, it's something new, something that we haven't seen really before, um, especially in WWE. So it just brings that freshness and it, it's something that can come out of, hopefully it can come out of nowhere. It's it's one of those type of finishes, like a claymore, like an RKO, like mm. a code breaker, where it can suddenly end a match. Um, it's always cool okay. to have a finisher like that around. Black Mass.
3: It's probably it's top three. Yeah. Black Mass, Claymore, that. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, it's, Black Mass is yeah. I'm Sorry, guy. I'm
3: going to, guys, I'm going going to YouTube the dead, this yeah.
2: finisher. <laughs> 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 I've probably seen it, but I can't remember it. Um, but next matter, what was it? Street Profits v uh, Viking Raiders. Is that the feud that's getting um, uh, built for the Street Profits? Because I imagine the Raw Tag Team division outside of them is not that
1: strong anymore. It's pretty non existent. But I think. Um, the the premise of of the build is is pretty cool in that um, the street prophets haven't beaten the revival before i mean sorry not the revival um, the the, 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 viking, the viking raiders um and and the viking raiders have mentioned the fact that every time the street prophets have won a title it's just after the viking raiders mm. have you know wow. not been in the scene so for example after viking raiders left nxt that's only when the street profits won the nxt titles and then also uh, you know the viking raiders never lost their championship and you know they the 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 street profits have now gotten the championship so you know if it wasn't for them not being in the scene street profits wouldn't be champions and of course because she's a genius Bianca Belair has brought it up <laughs> you know in canon and she's berated the the street profits for that she's told them to get more serious which is just you know it, it, it it's a certain level of genius that uh only a, a certain few <laughs> few do have um yeah so but it it should be a good match i i think this one's a non title match which mm. considering WWE booking uh, 101 means that the the um the the viking raiders are going to win and you know the commentators going to be like oh that must mean that they should be first in line for a title shot which is such a it, it's become such a redundant way of creating number one contender for me they need to get a, away from that for a while
2: you brought up commentary is king gone now after his stupid comment other week
1: this past week, he, he wasn't on commentary. It was Samoa Joe that took his place.
2: If that's permanent, that is absolutely smashing. Uh, but it probably won't because we're not allowed nice swings. Um, uh, so the last match on well, advertised for Raw is the, is the Gauntlet match to replace Cruz. Is there, is there any uh, participants named yet? I mean, we kind of hope it would be AJ Styles. But is there any other people mentioned?
3: Yeah, probably Jinder. Um who, unfortunately, I've been reminded of existing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jinder Mahal is probably a a strong candidate. Uh, why who else, Taddy? I can't think of anyone else.
1: I think it's all the guys that lost their matches. So probably quite a few of the... So Austin Theory or um, Gaza. Um, maybe Andrade might be thrown in there. I think, yeah, so I think it, it's going to be... A lot of the guys that were that lost their matches, hence the 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 last chance. Uh, and then I think bringing in gender, just the fact that he's come back, uh, he's been cleared. He had sort of like a, a a match last week where he got to to show he's a former WWE champion. So you can see they're building him in, you know, from from that perspective. He's not he's not going to be a jobber for a while when they start throwing about the fact that, that sounds he's terrible. a former. WWE champion, yeah.
2: That money in the bank match is going to be terrible. <laughs> like I know it's, a, it, well, it's
1: it's it's a cinematic. It's yeah. WWE cinematics.
2: That's true. So. That's the only hope for it. But like they don't. Apart from Ray, who's 120 years old, there's not much scope for madness there. I mean knowledge can do some fun, fun stuff, I suppose. But
1: yeah, and the fact it's not in a ring, I think they can get mm, away with a lot true. of. That's true. Yeah, I think that's what will help them. Mm. It's a shame about
2: Apollo because it'd be a good setting for him, but may- maybe he'd be probably more suited to the ring setting, I suppose. But If Jinder wins
1: it, for I, the yeah, love of God. I, I just think maybe because he's he's had so much shine uh, these past few uh, weeks, the fact that he's not going to win it, I think it's actually better that he's been taken out of it. true um if, if if you're building someone up and you know they're not going to be winning that match i'd rather have them not in it than be in it and 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 you have that sort of loss on, on their record or in front of people's eyes mm.
2: no it's a good point it's a good point it's, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll do the we'll do the full preview next week of that um when we actually know who's in the bloody match um And I keep forgetting SmackDown's on Friday, so we can't even do that now. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Friday Night SmackDown, it'll just be meh, but Jeff Hardy will appear. Sheamus says he wants to see Hardy. This feud sounds like it's from 2009.
3: They're both so old now.
2: So very old. Yeah, that doesn't really interest (laughs) me. Um, Brayton, Braun will face off, which... I mean, we kind of expected it, maybe without the main title in there, but it's going to have the main title in there. Um, yeah. Is this a feud that actually interests you in this setting?
3: Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Uh, it's hard to say, because the match could be the pits. Yeah, it's been good. I like the Black Sheep thing. I like the callbacks. Bray always makes it good. thrown uh, as champ. Like, as we've discussed, does absolutely fuck all. But if it's a way to get Bray the title again, I'll, I'll be relatively pleased. I will also ask why the hell they took it off him in the first place, but needs must.
2: Of Goldberg is a bell end. Um, <clears throat> well, that's uh, not news. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And the main event, Tamina Snooker and Lacey Evans v. Sasha Banks and Bailey. Oh,
1: Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's happening. Don't, like. Tim, don't put that out there. Don't put <laughs> that out there. We're don't, having don't. Naya
2: jets on one oh. as the champ and Tamina as the other. And then they're going to win don't, the tag team. They're going put
1: that idea
3: into the world. They're gonna, you, you reprobate.
2: They're going to Kurt Angle main event mafia this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Every title <laughs> between them two—it's going oh, to be amazing.
3: God, I just why, why? I mean, I like the slow burn of Sasha and Bailey. It's really, it's really burning. But they could have had anyone, and it was freaking Tamina. Baby, Although Lacey's getting better, baby. Every first, week, Tamina. no, no. Every week I see Lacey, and I'm like, oh, she's improved. She's getting better, which is. Usually you don't notice that until it's like staring you in the face. But, I mean, it's – It's I think her character probably needs still needs a bit of work rather than I'm a military mum, But she's certainly improving in pretty much every facet.
1: Have you seen her outside of WWE though? In terms of her – I think like Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. She is a pure, pure babyface. Um, you can see in terms of even just something small, like, um, every fan that writes to her, she keeps all the letters and then she picks which letter of, you know, which fans letter to put into her boot. Um, she's got a little compartment on a wrestling boot that allows her to, to keep the letters of fans. So each week that she wrestles, she puts a different fans fan mail into her boot um, and then if you look at the the stuff she she shows you in terms of um stuff she does with uh, taking care of her daughter, taking care of her family, she's basically like an all round like power woman, like a superwoman type but in w w e you know the fact that she's become babyface but she's still using a lot of the the heel tropes that that she had when she started off, I think they need to get rid of those and just start showing the real person that she is. And I, I think that would translate a lot more than than the character they're showing now.
3: Yeah, I'd forgotten completely about the note. She is, yeah, you're absolutely right. She is a complete baby face. And it, like, that's the thing. It, she does it really well. And I think that's what's improving about her. She's more comfortable in her skin and more comfortable with what she's doing every week. But I do think she probably needs to get rid of the... I don't know. I've always been a bit <laughs> skeptical the, the about the nasty thing. Just maybe. Yeah, well, the nasty <laughs> thing, especially, and the the whole fan, yeah, nasty. <laughs> yeah, nasty. The fanning herself is very sort of pompous. Uh but the closed fist as a finisher, I've always been really skeptical about. The difference being here is she hits it really well, so maybe you can keep it. Um, but I don't know. I'd prefer. She's got her the best
1: awesome. working punch, I think, in in WWE at the moment, in my yeah, opinion.
3: She does, which is probably why they've given It, it her looks phenomenal. A it looks amazing. Yeah. and the sound she manages to make every time is class. Um but yeah, I don't know. As a baby face finisher, I'm not sure. I've all yeah. But certainly she's improving a lot.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think she's still well, I say this having not seen it for a few weeks, but I think she's still suffering <laughs> from the the Southern Bell bullshit against Bicky Lynch in presentation sense. But she had, uh, from the bits I saw when I was watching, she she definitely had improved, and you could see maybe post Bailey v Sasha whenever the hell the fallout of that finishes. You could you could see a title run there easily, I reckon. Um, and last thing uh, before we finish up is. Brian Gulak and a mystery partner versus uh, I'm not saying King Baron Corbin. Um, Baron Corbin. I'm, I'm done with the King bullshit.
1: Um, on commentary this week, um, it it did it, it did pull a smirk from me. Um, what Corey Graves said: He used to be called a Baron, but now he's King Corbin.
3: Yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> oh, that was God, a great brilliant. line. I lo- that's the the Cor- Corey is clever. The, when Big E won the titles. He, yeah, he was dancing on Michael Cole and then danced on Corey and Corey just went limp and his face was just totally icy, like get me the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, so the, it's the little things that he does actually quite well. It's just, when, he, when he goes over the top, he's a bit like, well, he's not as bad as JBL, but when JBL used to go over the top, he was insufferable. I think it's sort of the same for Corey.
1: Mm. And Corey has been running the ropes and stuff uh, with his brother. So I don't yeah. know he's keen to get back in the ring whether or not he does. He said know. to Edge that he she wanted to get the name of this surgeon
3: and try and and it, look I love Corey Graves, he was amazing in the ring. Lucky 13 was a brilliant finisher, but God, one of these guys is gonna come back from a neck injury or a concussion thing and get another neck injury, and it's gonna yeah. be really bad one of these days. So I'm always weary of it. Um, but do we think the mystery partner might be uh, either Gable or Ali? I,
1: I'm gonna have to 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 put to stamp that out right now and just temper your expectations. It's gonna be Elias.
3: Ah, fuck! It is, isn't it? That's <laughs> stuck. I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Ah, shit! I, <laughs> I was thinking his, of all like, these. Could it
1: be Shawn Michaels or maybe uh, you know? Bring someone back, and then it's like someone oh, right. from NXT. It, it's gonna, it it's gonna be Elias. It's gonna be yeah.
2: Elias. Um, just just on um Ali and Gable, is there anything on the hacker thing? Because they're the, they're well, rumored to, one of
1: those two. Right? rumored, it,
2: isn't it rumored to be both of them?
1: Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. That's the thing. So with that, the 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 cool thing is that um, WWE have used more than one voice. Uh, oh, even fantastic. though that even though the voice is um what you call it it's changed, it's yeah. it's been changed yeah the what they've done is they've used a couple of voice they've used uh chad gable ali and xavier woods
0: oh, as, well, as the right. three
1: so far and i think you know in an effort to to just plant seeds of who could it possibly be um i would be ecstatic if it turns out to be all three and it becomes some sort of faction where you see Xavier Woods pull away from from the New Day a bit as much as I don't want them to break them up but if you are going to um, you could do it that way and then in terms of Chad Gable is always good in a tag team so you could have him in, in that trio and um, Ali obviously needs a push but I, I wouldn't mind Xavier Woods sort of starting his own thing to say, look at the New Day. When I got injured, you guys and you, you know, you you kind of mm. forgot about me. Because them two need a
2: voice guy. I don't know really.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if they can if they can do it on their own necessarily or be trusted by the WWE to do it on their own. We know Xavier and the New Day get licensed to to pretty much say whatever they want. Um, so yeah, I, that that would be my only thing. If it's going to be all of them, I think that could be cool, but my money would be on it being Ali.
3: Well, the curious thing was that the last, maybe the last one, the second last, uh, truth vignette that came out with, um, the hacker saying the truth comes out. Uh, and then he said something else along the lines of, you know, some people take, take, some people take things, some people give them whatever. And it focused on basically all the, these four tag team. Like first it was Mrs. Morrison, uh, this was while the the truth overlay, the truth comes out overlays, was going on. Uh Ms. Morrison, Bailey and Sasha, the Usos, and the New Day, which made me go, uh. And obviously this stemmed from the whole thing with Fire and Desire, and like, truth comes out, you can't trust anyone. But the fact they had the New Day at the end made me go, and it was Kofi and E, made me go, oh, that's interesting. Could be nothing completely. But, I think the idea they're s- sowing seeds for Especially with the um, report that came out that WWE were looking to break up a team, is that he's got some information about a tag team that could pry them apart. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. He to, or they.
2: To be fair, out of that, the new day makes more sense. Because ba- do, you, do you need this angle for Bailey and Sasha?
3: Not no, really. No, you yeah, absolutely don't. You don't need it for Miz and Morrison because who goes face there? Why would you uh, split them up as well? Yeah, but you can't split up the Usos because
2: that they would be suicide. Were, I mean, the time they split up, one was injured, the other one went on commentary,
3: which says a lot about the singles push yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. also, they they're still they they've been sort of this brand of the Usos for like four years now, since twenty fifteen, and they're still cranking out amazing matches. So why change? Why change a good thing?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it as we said, doesn't have to split up Biggie and Kofi. But it, you can bring it um, Xavier back and split it up that way. But I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I wouldn't mind splitting up the New Day completely. To be honest. I'm all for it. I'm for a Big E push.
3: Uh, if it's the only way we get a Big E push, then um, I'm fine with it. But I would still prefer Big E to get a face singles push with the New Day behind him. But that's just, obviously.
1: Right. Good turn, if good, they guarantee, good turn coffee. If they guarantee that the New Day will come back together after like two years or so, then I, I would be happy to see it. I just don't yeah. want them to did, split forever. Did it with that, the that's Shield. That's my only concern. It's true.
2: The Shield also, was... Also, sorry, say again. I was going to say the Shield reunited after, yeah. what, three, four
3: years? Probably even longer, be honest. That was far more acrimonious. But mm-hmm. I just want to see Big A do the five count again.
2: Oh, oh, yeah! Get his old music as well. That was fucking amazing. Yeah,
3: it was a banger.
2: And bring back and up. You just... got to add Link- Langston back on his name as well
3: because it just it just sounds like a hard yeah. bastard. He does. <laughs> he sounds like a big, <laughs> just dude that will smash your face into the ground. Uh, the, the the issue with, with Big E getting a singles run is a face singles run is I just have this conception of the internet being like, okay, now do Kofi. Now so like like the comparison between E and Kofi will be made and if E doesn't necessarily win or if he goes heel or I don't know. I'm just weary of them in terms of you know what the internet's like they're Mm -hmm. never happy with what they have so i I just i been very scared no and that's the thing that'll be next they'll be like okay turn kofi heel turn which could happen but i I just i'm weary of the internet getting what they want and then tossing it out in the same way i think you could i I know we're kind of a bit stretch
2: return but a kofi heel turn sounds pretty easy i was screwed out the title i was brought back to use I came back to using them back in the tag team picture when I was when I was kind of on my own. I was WWE champion. It's such an it's an easy turn.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah,
3: I could see it. In terms of right now, I'm looking at who they can turn. I mean, if we take more than just those tag teams, there's not that many. <laughs> That's the thing. They're like they're creatively booked themselves into a corner mm-hmm. in that the amount of long term planning they do is almost none the turns that they have done have actually worked really well. If you look at Seth uh, mm. sort of Alistair Black becoming this sort of tweener rather than just a pure face, uh, Brian going back to face, that's worked. Um, we do need more heels, like. heel. but that's, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, well, who do you take? Who do you go and say, all right, turn heel? I mean, someone like Apollo would be great to give him more character work. Or you split Angel Apollo's, on, and-
2: Apollo's on Raw. True. That's
3: true. And
2: yeah. We've got, we've got AJ. Oh, AG. yeah, that's
3: true. I was thinking there'd be another superstar shakeup, but I guess that's not happening now, is mm-hmm. it? So we need someone on SmackDown to turn heel, because Baron...
2: Yeah, it's, it's Baron. It's too much. <laughs> and
3: uh, Bray is pretty much a face.
2: Yeah, that that's the thing. If we, I mean, if we kind of go back to Big E or Kofi, you can't see any of them big... Like, we all know Roman's going to topple the thing. It, it's not going to be like Big E or something like that. I mean, it'd be cool if it was Big E, but we know it's going to be Roman eventually.
3: Yeah. And again, I'm not displeased with that, but now I'm just thinking, once Roman wins, who who does he go on to face? Not mm. Baron again. Big E Roman would be cool. That. Yeah, it would be be fun, and not, be to, an awful, not to be a lazy records. not
2: to be a lazy stereotype, but we saw, I, Keith Lee Big E, you could see similarities there. They could put on similarish. I know we only got Survivor Series, but Big E, League, Big E v um, Roman. If we get even just a, a flavor of what we had with Keith Lee, that's got money in there.
3: Yeah, I can see it.
2: Oh, we could just bring up Keith Lee and do that,
3: <laughs>
1: or that.
2: Yes.
3: What uh, about you, tell You see anyone?
1: I'm so I'm struggling to think of who could possibly come in. It's hard, um, isn't it? Yeah, they 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 they're bereft of of. Uh, good heels at the moment, which is why I didn't want AJ in that in that match because you got to build him up. I mean, they've tried to build she- Sheamus up, but I think he's going to be in a program with Jeff Hardy. He's a hundred um, years old, Matt. <laughs> yeah, m- maybe they could do something where, without people noticing, they move people. <laughs> For example, if you know if Samoa Joe gets cleared, just just move oh, into SmackDown because yeah. it's good it's idea. all being filmed in the same place. Uh, on mm. the same you know you know what i mean in the same area um i, I think that's probably the best way to go about it otherwise they're they they're not really got anyone that they can just plug and play in there i wouldn't mind um, yeah. i think
2: it's aj going
0: back
3: to smackdown would make sense would be fun sammy if they yeah. start having him wrestle again would be fun i don't think you can turn kevin he's too hot a baby face um Oh, Kevin's on Raw? What am I saying? Mm. Uh, I think you could put... If
2: you put Sammy by himself and put him on Raw... Yeah,
3: that's And then put
2: Andrade... No, then that means you'd have to have Charlotte on SmackDown. You could just take the belt off Andrade, I suppose. Um, Which they'll probably do. Um, But I mean, yeah. I I, I think SmackDown needs a shake-up rather than everyone needs a shake-up because SmackDown has one heel. (laughs) And it's Baron Corbin, who's the most oversaturated person in the world. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. But that—that's pretty much. I mean, before I mean, without doing the full thing for money in the bank, it, is it just something to watch, or are we actually looking forward to it?
1: For me, I think it's just curiosity more than anything. But my worry is, once they do one of the matches, um, is the novelty going to be finished by the time we get to watch the second one? In terms of whichever one, the women's or the men's, money in the back, whichever one goes first. Oh, is there a um, women's
3: one as well? No, it's at the same yes. time. Oh, God. It's been, it's been announced that they're happening at the same time. They're both going to be happening in, obviously, Titan Towers. And the briefcases are going to be hanging up beside each other. I think that has got confirmed. It's If not confirmed, it's been heavily reported.
2: Who's in the women's one? Ah... Oh.
3: Uh, Dana, Carmella, Nia Jax, oh, Shayna Baszler, Oscar, Oscar. That's the fifth. This and all Moana sounds sixth. bad. Well, Oscar could win it. That, I mean, I don't think they'll give it to Shayna.
2: because that's the same thing. Yeah, I, think I would like out with them. I think. The yeah, have- Oh god, you can't give it. They'll give it to Nia. No,
3: a big person. A big person.
2: The only big person who's won a Money in the Bank is Kane. The Jew. The Jew, a big person winning a Money in the Bank.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Kane cashed in the exact same night. I know you can't her, have Naya cash in the same night because Alexa did the exact same thing to her. So, so
2: it Becky, should be a bit.
1: Is Becky weird. not
2: on the Money in the Bank card?
3: Becky hasn't been on Raw
2: in weeks. Hasn't she? Interesting.
1: Becky's basically, I think she's taking time out, to be honest. Yeah, because she had been rumored to to wanting to take time out. In any case, and Perfect. but she's I mean... also, yeah, but she's also set the set the stage in that she's effectively challenged the whoever's going to be the winner. Um, that doesn't make sense. So I, I don't I? think she's. <laughs> so I don't think she's. Yeah. So I don't think she's going to have a singles program like money in the bank type but i think maybe she's gonna confront the person that wins it Mm -hmm. which then does lead to the whole naya suggestion because they've got a history with you know what happened with her and naya and and naya breaking her her nose um so maybe if naya wins it and then becky just outright calls her and and they don't turn it into a secret it just becomes a one-on-one match as a result of that could be a possibility the brawn monster in the bank effect.
2: Oh, I forgot I about. I forgot he won that. That was fucking awful. Yeah, that yeah. He's awful, a, he's a big, he? and then he lost. Yeah. No, he, he didn't I, lost.
3: He didn't well, lose. lose Broth
2: <laughs> was a disqualification. <Yes. laughs> the hell is <laughs> this? <It was laughs> Jesus Christ! With and Brock it would Kevin not. Let's, the cage let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, but no, I think we'll do. We'll do money in the bank probably. I don't know, after all. So maybe Tuesday or Wednesday.
3: Can I just say, I am looking forward to it purely because of that match. The Money in the Back of the Ladder match is going to yes. be whack.
2: And we saw the cinematic, WWE Cinematic Universe is it, it is better than
3: oh. Marvel's. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's in full swing. <laughs> it's two also, for two. Uh, I know it was uh, slightly lambasted on Twitter, but I did actually quite enjoy the Cinematic Universe action movie that was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I thought it was... I have not decent. seen it. It's not bad. It, I, it certainly was not what I was expecting from the reaction to Twitter it, in terms of even like style. I it saw was it got slagged off uh, mean, It was a really intense action film, and I think people were expecting it to be sort of boneyard match levels. So, I mean, I would go into it with an open mind and actually sort of enjoy it for what it is which is a storyline ender but it was nowhere near obviously there are other matches but their other matches that had a crowd
1: the interesting thing about that one though is it was shot before boneyard and firefly funhouse but it was shown after so mm. i don't know if that impacted on how the others were shot because they 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 had already this kind of test run with it in terms of from a production standpoint and then from a fan's perspective, you've already seen two that were, well, one that was universally liked. I think the Boneyard match, then Firefly Funhouse, which was polarizing, Um, whether you liked it or not. Polarizing yeah. but brilliant. <laughs> and, then, and then I think people maybe are worn out having seen two in quick succession. That's the only problem with yeah, WWE exactly is oversaturation. Right.
3: Yeah, they do that a lot. And you're right. It was interesting when Hunter said that on Graves' podcast, wasn't it? When he said, oh, yeah, we did uh, the and Tommaso first, and we were hindered by the fact that we had to put it out three days after Mania. And you just go, oh, yeah, I can understand now that the oversaturation was a thing. But also, having one for each show isn't necessarily oversaturation, but I would have waited a month.
2: It's a good point. I might have to go watch that. Because I've not I've not watched anything in weeks, so I might I might just be the only person
3: who actually loves it. <laughs> uh, Check out Dexter Lumis, guy. A recommendation that, from both me and Taddy because is that we the both guy? Love, Yeah, with the Stranger I, Things music I, and in. the
1: entrance. I'm in. <laughs> and if you're gonna watch anything from NXT, that's that's what I would recommend. Yeah, he showed okay. up in
3: the main event two weeks ago or a week ago uh, as Velveteen Dream's partner for like. Discernibly no reason whatsoever, and it was still fantastic. He just showed mm. up. He was just like, I'm I'm your partner now. Uh, and everyone went, Yes, you are, Dexter. We like you. Let's go.
2: To kind of finish on a sour note, has there been any update on the chain thing?
3: No, and I am avoiding that extremely slippery slope. Uh I was gonna bring it up, but it's all allegations. He's obviously come out with his side of the story. I yeah in terms of covering it i think that's the most we can say
2: yeah well let, let's not <laughs> uh, yeah and well hopefully you've not done anything but if he is i've i'm I'm used to calling people nonsense <laughs> 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 but, uh, we'll, God, we'll, we'll, yes <laughs> did. Ho- hopefully it's not that guy but uh, i'm ready um but yeah we'll talk about that once there's actually information about it but is there anything else we want to bring up before we go Take that as a no. But I, I'll check out Pawn Tash Guy. Uh, and you mentioned Stranger Things as well. So that Pawn Tash and Stranger Things, I'm in. <laughs> um, but that's it. Uh, that was uh, PWI. We somehow still went an hour and 40, even though we're just talking about news. And I've not even watched the bloody show. And we've still got an hour and 40. So that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back with uh, Money in the Bank preview, as I mentioned a few times. Goodbye. <laughs>